Chapter 9 of A Little Queen of Hearts. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria de Fatima da Silva. A Little Queen of Hearts by Ruth Ogden. Getting Out of It. A whole chapter just with grown up people. And not a very pleasant chapter at that. For one, I had a deal rather be with certain little friends of ours up at Windsor, but we cannot go yet a while, and having seen the little Berkshire cottage turned inside out, as it were, there is nothing for it but to wait and see it put to rights again. Besides, when all is said, Ted is Harold's brother, so that, scapegrace or no, we ought not to deliberately turn our backs at a time too when matters have reached a crisis and one wonders how they will go with him but fortunately they went far better than even the doctor dared to hope and with the morning came consciousness and all the day's bewilderment as well of one who finds himself in wholly new surroundings with no idea whatever of how he came there everybody was early astir in the cottage and quite ready to forget the anxiety and excitement of the night in the doctor's glad assurance that the young gentleman certainly was not done for as for the other young gentlemen who had been allowed to sleep off their indisposition in mrs hartley's best room it was agreed between the doctor and harry allen that the sooner they took their departure the better breakfast for two was therefore first made ready and the young fellows who had gotten up and dressed somewhat against their will it must be confessed finally took their seats at the places set for them martha who had no notion of waiting on such sorry customers was careful to place everything within arm's reach on the table and then to disappear and the meal was eaten in silence with no one in the room save the doctor who kept pacing up and down in a manner that was intended to expedite their departure the two fellows seemed to realize that they were considered responsible for the whole unhappy affair indeed the doctor had told them so pretty plainly and they were themselves rather anxious to be off and away from such an accusing and uncomfortable atmosphere i suppose the old lady ought to be paid something said one of them pushing back his chair you can't very well pay for such trouble as you have given said the doctor curtly it might not be out of the way though for you to thank mrs hartley for the night's shelter and your breakfast but mrs hartley was nowhere to be found indeed to all appearances the cottage was quite deserted and accompanied by the doctor they made their way out of the house and down the lane not a word was spoken until they reached the road and then dr arnold stopping squarely in front of them said i have one thing to say to you two fellows and that is this that you are not to tell a living soul of last night's adventure you have deliberately set about to entrap and disgrace two men vastly your superiors but so far as in me lies i am going to do all in my power 
to free them from your clutches and save them from the scandal of this thing and if i hear of its becoming known through you i'll there isn't any use in your threatening us like that interrupted the older his heavy face glowing angrily we'll tell as much or as little as we like hadden said the doctor sternly i know more of your history than you think you were mixed up in a more shameful scrape than this not long ago up at newnham and if you and your friend here do not keep closed mouths about this whole affair i will tell some of the oxford officials just what i know as sure as my name is joseph arnold does that alter the case any yes rather drawled the other with cool effrontery and knowing he had scotched his man the doctor turned on his heel and the two men started off in the direction of the newnham station neither sadder nor wiser it is to be feared for the lesson of the night's experience no sooner had these two unwelcome guests vanished from the precincts of the little cottage than mrs hartley reappeared from some mysterious corner and martha from another and preparations were at once put forward for the most inviting breakfast the little house could command notwithstanding the wretched company in which they had been found mrs hartley was confident that her remaining guests were surely gentlemen and as in addition to this no one through all the countryside was as widely loved and honoured as dr arnold was not their occasion for elaborate preparation all this of course involved considerable delay which chris and the doctor would have gladly forgone but it gave harry allen a sorely coveted opportunity for an early talk with mrs hartley is your mistress in the kitchen he asked of martha who was arranging some sweet peas in a celery glass as a decoration for the table yes miss allen very respectfully for in the mind of the little maid as in the mind of all the others there was the conviction that this mr allen had very little in common with the company in which he had been found shall i call her for you she added would there be any harm in my going in there as though he were entreating a favour of a queen not a bit in the world miss allen and thus reassured harry at once made his way into the sunny and spotless little kitchen mrs hartley was so preoccupied in giving the final stirring to a golden mixture in a great yellow bowl that she did not hear harry as he came toward her and so gave a little start when he spoke martha told me it would be all right he explained oh yes certainly quickly recovering herself you'll excuse me if i go right on you never can know mrs hartley he said taking his stand at the end of the table and leaning a little wearily against the wall at his back how mortified i am about what has happened and how sorry that we should have put you to all this trouble and the bother of it is mrs hartley it isn't over yet the doctor says ted will not be able to get about for two or three weeks at least do you think a world of entreaty in his voice you can ever manage to keep him as long as that yes i think i can but very slowly and thoughtfully as though half afraid of promising more than she could perform it will be a great care for you mrs hartley 
there's no denying that miss allen i doubt if i could get along with it but for chris being home this summer has mr harris any folks no father or mother only a younger brother and i want him never to know about last night's business if i can help it i am glad you're ashamed of it mr allen it's the best sort of a sign sir ashamed sighed harry and mrs hartley looking at the white face with the great dark circles under eyes that during the night had known no wink of sleep felt sorry in her heart of hearts that she had uttered a single word that would seem to imply reproof of course you will let us pay you liberally for the expense we shall put you to but i cannot bear to speak of money in connection with something that can never be paid for at all in any true sense the board will not come amiss and then straightening herself up a little though we have no need of being beholden to anybody that is very evident mrs hartley and makes it all the kinder for you to take us in does mr hartley know he asked after a pause that ted ought not to be moved will he be willing that he should stay for harry stood in considerable awe of the master of the house who it could not be denied was conducting himself through this whole affair with no little austerity of deportment never you fear answered mrs hartley with a significant smile that was very becoming to the dear old face i think i can manage mr hartley by this time the contents of the yellow bowl were not only in the oven but sending out of it the most savoury of odours and a few moments later the little household sat down to such a delicious breakfast as the doctor and harry repeatedly declared they never before had eaten so that mrs hartley sat proud and radiant behind the plated coffee urn and martha passed the sally lun with indescribable complacency indeed there was reaction on every side from the night of anxiety and foreboding even mr hartley could not hold out against the general atmosphere of good cheer and falling into a friendly discussion with the doctor forgot to wear for a while a certain uncompromising look intended to impress mr allen with the simple enormity of his transgression but happily harry allen needed no such impressing it was impossible for anyone to regard this adventure in any graver light than he and yet strange to say he was happier than he had been for many a day it had taken a pretty terrible experience to bring him to his senses perhaps nothing less terrible would have answered but he saw plainly enough now what a downhill road he and ted had been travelling and with the realization came the decision to write about face and with the decision an old-time sensation began to assert itself and there lay the secret of the happiness it is an intangible uplifting something that sensation that men call self-respect and when they lose it they seem to lose the capacity for any happiness worth the name and when they cannot be persuaded to make an effort to get it back again there seems to be little enough that they're good for harry however with grateful heart found himself ready for the effort and fully aware at last of how much he had been risking was resolved that to regain his self-respect he would 
let it cost what it might he only hoped from the bottom of his heart that ted would come to see matters in the same honest light and be ready to make the same effort soon after breakfast the doctor took his departure and then harry had a quiet little talk with ted you're not to speak a word old man he said as he stood beside the bed the doctor says so but there are one or two things he is willing i should say to you in the first place ted we've had a very narrow escape and we've no one to blame but ourselves and the truth is ted we've been a pair of incomparable fools you and i and if we don't take this lesson to heart there's no hope for either of us in the second place we can't be too thankful we've fallen into the hands of these good people here you couldn't be better cared for anywhere and the best of it is no one need know where you are and they need never hear of this disgraceful adventure up at windsor indeed for the sake of shielding you i have told the hartleys that your name is morris and it rests with you to tell them your right name some day if you choose but the doctor knows the truth about things he had to know a look of inexpressible relief had been stealing over ted's face and he started to make some reply but harry shook his head in most determined fashion and was off before the words could get themselves into line ted found too that his brain responded very slowly to any sort of demand upon it and was willing enough to be spared the exertion a little later harry set off for oxford to bring certain necessities for ted and himself down to newnham for he meant to take up his abode at the inn so that he would be near the hartleys and be able to render every possible service to them and to ted before he started however he underwent quite an ordeal feeling he had no right to assume that ted would stay until he had that permission from mr hartley personally he sought him out where he was at work in a corner of the meadow and the result as he had anticipated was a very plain talk so unsparingly and pointedly plain that harry winced a good deal in the process and once or twice came near resenting a mode of procedure that seemed very much akin to knocking a fellow when he's down but after all what did he not deserve and as mr hartley said among other things that he was not the man to turn a body out of his house and that mr morris was welcome to stay he felt he ought to be able to bear with the rest no matter how humiliating and in a measure unmerited mrs hartley standing in the kitchen door imagined from harry's flushed face as well as from lifelong acquaintance with mr hartley's temperament that he had been pretty severely dealt with and so said as he passed my good man's a good man though mr allen and harry amused at the loyalty to her husband and kindliness to him combined in the speech had the grace to answer indeed i believe you mrs hartley End of getting out of it